0: Inside Sources with Boyd, Boyd Matheson, Matheson on KSL News Radio. Welcome back, everyone. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Desert News. Thanks for joining us on an extended version of Inside Sources. Uh, you know, as we look at all the things going on in the news over the weekend, uh, you know, tweets from the president, you have all kinds of little skirmishes going on politically. Uh, and you really wonder, you know, what has staying power anymore? Uh, things just come and go so quickly. I think there's a lot of people who look at the president's tweet and say, "Ah, you know what, there'll be something else by this afternoon. So they don't even worry about uh, commenting or weighing in. Uh, one of the things we're going to look at all week this week, uh, we're going to commemorate the Apollo 11 moon landing. And that's something that has had staying power. A uh, great piece written by the editor of the Deseret News, Doug Wilkes, over the weekend. And uh, since Doug is in the building, I uh, we thought we'd have Doug come down. Doug, thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today. Yeah, boy, great to be here. All right. So in, in your in your column over the weekend, uh, you inside the newsroom, uh, you really got into kind of the, the background and this amazing thing that happened where the country really did come together uh, around a single event. Uh, give give us your perspective. What did that look like uh, from, from your point of view?
1: Well, my point of view started on a, a beach in uh, Long Island, New York, Sag Harbor particularly, where in 1969 I was a 10-year-old boy, and my grandmother, who's a longtime Long Island person, invited us out. We had moved from uh, New York three years prior, and so now we were coming back. And we spent a lot of time on the beach, and just there was this kind of, as what you can imagine in 1969, this kind of, Um, There was going to be a push for anti-establishment, but this was still kind of a bit of the 50s, too, kind of sitting there. Um, But the one thing that happened, everyone had common purpose with um, this moon landing, and and no one wanted to miss it. And my mother didn't want us to miss it, so we sat in there with all of uh, of us, um, including my grandmother born in 1907 and my mother born, you know, Years later, and myself born uh, in 1959. And the generational event was unique and something different.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, we, and we talked about that uh, uh, this morning when we came in. Uh, you said you got a lot of uh, comments uh, about your column, uh, but many of them were from, from older folks, people who had actually experienced it uh, in, a, in a little different way.
1: Well, there were two events, right? The first event was that we, we landed on the moon and we walked on the moon. But the second miraculous piece of that was we were watching it on TV. You know how mm. how on earth, if you'll excuse the pun, <laughs> can <laughs> or we not, be, earth, can yeah. be can be <laughs> can be viewing something at a very low resolution so it could broadcast back? But to watch the event and it became a collective event and it differs from you know um, like watching a Super Bowl together as a family or the last episode of MASH as many which I think is a record holder. Yeah, this does have staying power. And the generation say, no, 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 you you need to watch this. You need to understand what it took to get there and what it means about us as a people.
0: Yeah. And and that's, a, I think, a big question that a lot of us are asking this week is, is a moonshot even possible in today's America where the rhetoric is so divisive? I don't know that the American people are as divided as a lot of the pundits think we are or say we are. The politicians want us to believe we are. From your perspective, Doug, uh, from a, a journalistic standpoint, do you think that kind of moonshot is even possible anymore?
1: Um, I want to say yes. I hope that is more belief uh, than simply uh, crazy belief. Um, it's just a question of can you remove the politics of it and get it down to the, the person level, which is what they did. There was certainly politics involved in the space sure. race. That yeah. People thought even when we were on the moon, they thought, no, you wasted money. It'll have no staying power. I recall this started in 1957 with the Russians and in 1959 where they uh, broke orbit um, and then for that 10-year period and then certainly after that. But without a common purpose, you know, do we even have a space program now? Half the people, if you go out right now on the street, they'll say, um, I don't know. Do we still fly? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's been privatized, right? There are those right. kinds of efforts. But that's not a collective effort. Let's say you said something like, we are going to control pollution or we are going to cure air. And Mm -hmm. we're going to take it away from politics. And we're going to get the best thinkers and we're going to go forward. I, yeah. st- I think there's still room for something like that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. If you're just joining us, we have Doug Wilkes, uh, editor of the Deseret News, joining us uh, on an extended version of Inside Sources. And uh, we're, we're talking about the Apollo 11 moon landing. Well, obviously, we're celebrating the anniversary of that, uh, an extraordinary moment in history. Uh, Doug, as you pointed out, it was uh, it's a place where a lot of people can remember exactly where they were or yeah. what television set they were watching Uh, But I want to drill down a little bit on this uh, idea of can we – could we do that? Could we do that around air pollution or uh, could we do it around cancer? Could we do it around uh, a host of other things that seem to get caught in the muck and the mire of our politics uh, and prevent the country, I think, from doing what the country knows it should do or could do?
1: Well. What is the big idea, right, that people want to embrace? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you take a step back, you know, when you get away from the Twitter sphere or from Facebook or from the instant, you know, recognition of something and really see what is valuable. I mean, one area might be, you know, college, uh, education. If we say, OK, everyone needs an education, but maybe you reject um, sort of a socialistic approach, or you know, many of the political things that are flying around right. in the current presidential race. How would you educate everyone? And does it look the same now as it did before? Mm. Um, can you instill personal responsibility in a mother or a father or a single father and a single mother? Can it become such a priority? that it becomes as important as your day job.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's so interesting. Uh, you know, we were we were over in Japan for the G20 uh, Interfaith Forum, and uh, Elder Garrett W. Gong of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was one of the speakers there. Uh, and he used such an interesting metaphor. It was from the former emperor of Japan uh, who, who asked a, a real simple question of the country. He said, why are there no more butterflies in my garden? And that simple butterfly question uh, was kind of a moonshot kind of question to the people of Japan of uh, obviously the butterflies are not coming around because of air pollution, because of problems in downtown Tokyo. Uh, And they they suddenly all came together around this thing and united politics aside to say, hey, the emperor is worried about this. Uh, Let's get it done. Do we have any leaders in this country who can ask a butterfly question uh, that would generate that kind of moonshot response,
1: well other than Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the desert news i'm i 'm not sure um I think there are different forums uh that would allow that. you mentioned the g twenty yeah. faith forum they 're desperate to have a leadership role mm-hmm. you have the the g twenty economic forum where all the world leaders come, but everyone is positioning and posturing
0: right not not a lot of questions being asked no. there
1: can you Can you take it away from that? I mean I think it 's a worthwhile goal. In my column, I referenced one of the astronauts who was with um, Apollo 8, and he made the observation, like, look, we needed to go to the moon so that we could take a look at the earth. Mm. We needed to go to the moon so we could take a look at ourselves. And that's really it. in, in In some ways, it doesn't matter what the collective goal is. I mean, pollution certainly, but taking care of children certainly. But if we're unified in that, we'll learn things about ourselves that we don't even know. And, and yeah, it's worth our time to kind of take a look at it again. That's what this anniversary should do right now. Yeah,
0: I, I, I love that uh, portion of your column that uh, really got to what I think is the crux of the issue, that we, we had to go to the moon to get a better – View of ourselves. Better view of the earth than ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's the that's the real test. Uh, as you look at that anniversary coming up, we've got just about a, a minute left. If you're just joining us, we're with Doug Wilkes, editor of the Deseret News, uh, talking Apollo 11. Uh, any other key takeaways in terms of the, the impact of Apollo 11 on the country? And again, what does that mean for us in the future?
1: I think it was um, in maybe ways both subtle and overt – a commentary on faith. There's a great CNN documentary that's been playing, and they showed everyone in Mission Control. And at that point, it was all men in white suits and black ties. So you can you know say what you need to about should more women have been involved? Many women were involved; they just didn't get the credit. All right. But each one of the people at the console there, um, they talked about the smell of fear and trying to understand what that meant. And for the first time, it was. They didn't want their little small sphere of influence to be the cause for something to fail. Yeah. And that speaks to personal responsibility. Are we so focused internally that we say, well, Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're going to do this, but I'm going to do my part and I'm going to do everything I can. Um, uh, and that kind of team spirit, if that was expressed across the country, that would be a very interesting outcome.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Doug Wilkes, editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on the Insight Lord. Sources to today. Always great insight uh, from Doug. He's uh, one of the best question askers. Uh, I've, we, we should give him the microphone. Uh, great journalist and uh, understands the rigors of what it takes to get to the, the real issues and the, and the real answers. All right. If you're just uh, joining and expecting to hear J-Mac today, uh, if you missed the announcement on Friday, J-Mac is uh, about to uh, do his uh, version of Fearless uh, in a different space. And uh, so I am going to do an extended edition of Inside Sources for the next few weeks. So stay right there. We'll be with you all the way until three o'clock. This is Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back.